Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. Hello. Hello, hello. Long time, no chat. I I know. Well, okay, let's just explain, <laughs> explain what that means. So Mel was actually in Montreal for a few days, so that was kind of fun. I got to see her twice on her trip here, except she kind of got stuck. Well, you didn't really get stuck, but you you were here for the ice storm. Yes, I witnessed the beauty of it without having to deal with the repercussions of the power outages, but I did have a delayed flight home. I eventually made it home hours and hours later, but I'm here safe and sound and ready to discuss the super awesome nurses ball. I just need to say two ice storms in a lifetime is way too many for me. Um, So there's just a lot going on this week. As much as I would have wanted to like be posting more this week, especially with the nurses ball between like, there were just random like school closures and job closures and like, <laughs> storm and just stuff happening um, that kind of got in the way. Also, I wasn't even aware. So like one day I'm like posting something being like, yeah, Victor said this. I really think that Liesl is going to get like kidnapped. And then it turns out that like the states didn't get the episode. I had no idea. <gasps> so it's, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. So we apologize. <laughs> we're in Canada. <laughs> so yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, so it was just kind of a, it was a bit of a mess of a week, but what wasn't a mess was just the red carpet and basically having like, I call her Miranda, Miranda Bailey, but it's not. So the name they gave her is Sydney Valjean. Um, I have to admit, I totally appreciate the commitment to the backstory. Um, they explained that she was the East Coast or West Coast or an editor. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. So I thought I had it, but I didn't. I get you. I get yeah, you. Yeah. But I loved how much they hammered that in. They really did just to like make it coordinate with her. Like I just loved all of it because she's like a normie on the runway and it's so enjoyable. And you can truly see that she is a fan and just like loving every second of it. And okay. So just like I, I love the red carpet carpet i love the red carpet and <laughs> i like i liked all the sparkles the sparkles started with maxi and bobby but then i love when like the guest guests arrive so actually seeing like carly bobby joss so they mm-hmm. really have been cementing that like generation right the generational oh, yeah. spencer women so they like that's what i love though like just the family vibes and just like a picture of all of them together, all coordinated, was amazing for me. And Carly's hair was really stunning. They all looked beautiful. They really did. And, like, I had – there's two moments for me that were really mm-hmm. interesting. Like, <laughs> <laughs> obviously the sunny moment. But I truly feel it's not a them falling back into bed together. I think it's – we're finally in that place of, like, he can admire and appreciate his relationship with Carly because it was so vastly different than his relationship with Nina. And he's starting to see that, you know, this part of his life with Nina, it's not going to work. And that Carly truly did stand by him for a number of things that she really didn't have to. Okay. So while I agree that, that, that kind of like exchange of looks and, and whatever that is, I agree it's not like they're jumping back into bed together. 
Um, it is sort of strange and maybe even just symbolizing the return of a sunny that's familiar because they had none of that. You know what I mean? Like you would expect Mm -hmm. like the divorce, the finalizing of a divorce or something like that, where you have that, like, um, that feeling of saying goodbye or some kind of connection or, but nothing. And we've gotten it recently. And I was actually surprised to see that connection being highlighted at the nurse's ball. Mm -hmm. And so... And so I think that, um, I think it gets them back on a place where they are a team again, not romantically, but a team again. It's just that when Sunny and Carly are a team, mm-hmm. it usually becomes a problem for his lady friends. And this takes Nina right back to Jax and Carly. Well, you know, there needs to be adults in the room. And unfortunately, Nina is not one of them, which is going to lead me to my other point. (laughs) Just in terms of wardrobe, you talked about the glitz and glamour. And all of the women in some capacity were wearing sequins. Oh, that's true. Apart from Nina. Nina was wearing dark green tie dress. I thought that was an interesting visual. That dress completely suited her. She looked absolutely stunning. I completely love the style of that dress. I would want it for myself. Her hair was great too. Like, oh my god, yes, she was so well put together. I it really felt like um, that fashionista vibe. That we, it's kind of like a comeback in a sense. That like this is who she was before. You know, well dressed, refined, and together ish enough for a little bit, a while ago. Um, yeah, sure. Let's go with it. <laughs> but, but also that visual stunning scene of when they pan across whenever there was, you know, one of the performances and they're panning across, you see that she kind of sticks out like a sore thumb. You know what? That does really reflect um, her appearance in the sh- in, in, at the nurse's ball generally, actually. When you, when you say that, she stuck out like a sore thumb. I'm going to, yeah, I can see that because like in my head right now, though it's not coming out of my mouth hole well at all. <laughs> Um, if I'm, I'm flashing back to scenes of her with Maxi, scenes of her even with Sunny, and it is a little awkward, so I can definitely relate to that sticking out like a sore thumb in terms of her actual um, performance and like just um, how she was sort of pictured in the episode generally. But in terms mm-hmm. of the red carpet, like I loved uh, some of the comments, like the interviews. Yes. So, um, you know what's funny? It was Nina who actually pulled off the red carpet interviews in the past. Do you remember? Okay. It was Michelle Stafford when she played Nina. She used to host the red carpet and be <gasps> hilarious and like say awkward stuff. It was actually <laughs> Nina and she was like really good at it. Um, so I liked how she poked at Carly by going, mm-hmm. asking if she plans on reclaiming what was once hers. And I was yes. just like, what? <laughs> and, then, and then she did it to Nina. But that kind of surprised me because they're colleagues, right? The right? backstory is, is that they're <laughs> colleagues. So I was actually a little stunned that she goes to her. Like, I remember last year. This is Carly's hotel, and that was her husband. And now they're yours. And I was just sort of taken aback by that. I was like, okay, so she is, like, going for it as host. As much as I missed having Britt and Brad kind of have their behind the scenes and that banter, I feel like they did it on purpose so that she would amp it up so we we wouldn't miss it too much. It would be very reminiscent for us. I'm sorry. I missed it 
still like I I, I get it of she course, did do a good job course. it was it was funny but the reason why I say I missed it still is because they created a moment that flagged them both yes it, I know it was the Sam tripping on the red yes. carpet so that was definitely a nod to Brad and Brit and I can totally see how maybe it would be like a weird year to kind of do that but then I thought of something it's, it's funny because you thought like you were saying that like the red carpet they amped it up to kind of compensate and I was just sort of wondering what they were trying to do because we had Lucy watching it from a TV making comments that's true right but then I kept thinking there is one person that could come through and is a natural talker okay Amy Mm -hmm. Driscoll (gasps) yes I mean like I'm not sure what would have to go down because she's obviously an integral part of of the show so it's either they'd be watching like a TV backstage getting ready but I could see that Amy Driscoll being able to pull that off, like maybe some kind of like backstage commentary as she's getting ready with like a TV screen or something like that. Um, I mean, I can't imagine without Brad. So I don't know if Brad would participate in this, but either way, we need some like concrete, some concrete trash talk, I think. Okay. I'm going to throw something in the out future. there. Yeah. I agree. A situation that works. Rehearsal. She breaks her leg. Drama ensues because Lucy has to replace her. She's, you know, in a cast, in a room. Brad goes to visit. Voila, TV's on. It, it is, but I have to admit, I kind of want it all, like, the nurse's ball needs her. Like, she's, she's one of the main <laughs> singers. So there is that, too. So I kind of want to have it, like, have it all. And, okay, so. Apparently, I can't win. <laughs> <laughs> And so some other really good comments that I completely enjoyed by Sydney on the red carpet. It was when Ava and Austin walked in and when they walked away, I'm sorry, I can't do it. I'm going to have to call her Bailey because I'm still, I still watch Grey's Anatomy and (laughs) I cannot for the life of me use the name Sydney. So Bailey then goes to the camera. Yes, yes, yes. After Ava and Austin walked away. And that's what I appreciated. I appreciated all of the facial expressions. So definitely an early gold star for her facial expressions. And not to mention what she did to (laughs) Jordan and Portia. Oh my word. So good. <laughs> it was so funny. It, it was really good. But I like that, you know, they're on the same team. Look, they always Ish. have been, right? <laughs> Things went bad, but the moment everything came to light, Portia was able to like calm down, right? I mean, she was trying to hold it together. She was being defensive for a reason. And once it all came out, she was able to kind of think clearly. And they've always had respect for each other. But I couldn't believe it. What you guys have in common, a commitment to public service. And I was like, <laughs> wow, wow. Um, something I love, just because I love the nurse's ball, and I'm just like excited for like every little bit of the experience. So something that I really enjoyed was just even Maxie's voice, like just on this speaker introing the nurse's ball and having like the whole opening of the doors to go in. It was all amazing. It was because it's such a huge change. We love seeing Maxie's character grow and where it's going. And we keep talking about like legacy characters and, and the generational change and all of this. So it was really like kind of in your face. It was. It was a big deal, right? I mean, like I get the whole storyline with Lucy, but I kind of appreciate the fact that there was sort of this change up in terms of having other people be involved with the nurse's ball. I actually kind of appreciated all the like uh, different actors popping up for the intros. 
So, I mean, not that I don't want it to be Lucy again, but it was really, like, I just think it spoke to the nostalgia, just how long the show has been on, and to watch all of these characters, like a Maxi character, right? Because you have Felicia pointing out that Maxi was, like, younger than her daughter, Georgie, when the nurse's ball started at all, and now she's here running it. So, I mean, I, I just think that whole passing of the baton really just speaks to, like, how special and magical it is. And so it was right at the beginning when they opened the doors and Maxie's like, you know, they're backstage. So this is one of those awkward moments, yes. which which kind of surprised <laughs> me just because it's like they know each other. So they were amping up Nina's awkward. When she came backstage, it was kind of being a little annoying. It was. And I love that Maxie just made it clear. Like, what do you want? Like, we have things to do. And Nina's line is one of my favorite lines. And it killed me. It says something like, Save the drama for your llama. Yes. Like, so, like, so, cheese. Like, there's so many things about, like, Nina's story and character that have been subtle but consistent, right? And that's yes. what I appreciate it. You're going to go all in with a character, give us, like, this real character. And so with her, one of the ones that we had noticed since she got back from Nixon Falls, well, maybe even while she was there, too, was just this weird, like, subtle like teenager dynamic that's always present like how she acts like a teen that's present but then when you said sticking out like a sore thumb like I have to admit like it is sort of how she acted and it does make me flash back to those awkward scenes whenever there's like um like a sunny Ava trio Mm -hmm. I find those are definitely like I feel like that word fits so well, sticks out like a sore thumb. Like be it when they were at like Portia's wedding and she's like going, okay, I'm going to go get you food, Sunny. I'm going to bring back all the appetizers or she gets all worked <laughs> up. She really does stick out in those scenarios um, in that way. And I mean, it, it's not for nothing. And part of me is trying to figure it out. Like, I mean, yes. we know, he, oh, I guess it's that he, she doesn't fit into his world. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> there we have it. There we have it. Um, breaking news. The big reveal. Stating <laughs> the obvious. Okay. <laughs> okay. What did you feel about how it, how like it opened up the intro? I love that TJ was a part of it. That was a surprise to me. I loved it too. It's true, right? Because they do put the nurses, not the doctors. Is that it? Yeah, from what I remember. So, yes. No, I love that TJ was a part of it. I like that it was colorful. Yes, and it was different. There was a different vibe to it. Um, So, I really like that out. What? I really like that. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't even, I don't even know what that means. Oh! <laughs> do you know what I, I wrote down? I genuine, genuinely... Did you typo in your brain? I typed... I typed I like, do you know what I was about to say? I typed in my brain, yes. I did. <laughs> I can't guarantee it'll come back online um, <laughs> before the end of this podcast. So bear with me. <laughs> I will say words. Some will make sense and some won't. <laughs> what did you write down? <laughs> <laughs> so, th- so this part I genuinely appreciated was in their performance <laughs> that they could stand still really well. <laughs> do you remember that in the intro they had to like stand still and then I'm like did they and they did a, they looked really still to me so <laughs> I promise I'm fine everyone this is 100% normal um <laughs> do you know what I don't like, <laughs> <laughs> don't <you> like? <laughs> 
being sung at. I think it's awkward. And I also don't like watching I don't I don't like watching other people being sung at because then I feel awkward too. And the most awkward singing at uh, goes to Felix for singing at Sunny because I'm like that's yeah. Nobody wants to be that person who has to sing at Sunny. But I have to. I agree. Like you definitely put into words because I was looking and like I don't I'm having a funny feeling in my stomach, but I don't know what it is. This is weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's don't sing at other people. Like if you want to sing, sing to like a vague crowd. Sing I, to like the wall at the back of the room, but don't sing at one person. It's too much. It's too overwhelming. If ever I'm in a situation at work <laughs> that I need to get out of, I'm just going to start singing at them. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you know, do you know what I cannot stand? Wow. The people who sing you happy birthday in a surprise way at the office. I'm like, no, oh. no, 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 please, please don't sing at me. It's, no. you know, because not only is it awkward for one person to sing at one person, it's even more awkward when many people sing at one person, like happy birthday. I'm like, please don't. It's, I don't like it. It's really weird. Can we look all look away from me and sing happy birthday? <laughs> Noted. Noted. Um, so something that like I feel that you and I could do. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they're listening, I could be a table <gasps> seat filler because what I notice mm-hmm. is that like most of the people were cast, but then yes. at one point there was a, a a filler couple at one table, and I'm like, why? I could do there that. were there were side tables, so there were the main tables in front of the main stage, and there were some little side tables. So I noticed a few different couples, and I was like, I wrote exactly that. I'm like, okay, let's put it out into the universe. We can glam up, let me tell you. We can clean up nice, and then we can sit there and clap real well. Full disclosure, it's literally the only reason we do this podcast is so one day we could be seat fillers. And Pretty once much. that happens, <laughs> we're out, people. Like, we're out. Help <laughs> we us came, our goal. Help we us. conquered. <laughs> Retired. <laughs> um, okay, but that's the thing. I kept paying attention. Okay, there's some other things I noticed. Okay, okay can I talk yeah. about the seat sitch a little bit? <laughs> yes, you can. So, okay. So uh, some things just just about seating and combos. So the fact that Curtis and Nina came together and that Jordan mm-hmm. is in their eye line made sense as to why Nina had that one-on-one with her. Because, like, she now knows. Like, now uh, Curtis has a person. Yes. And now they can both avoid talking about their own drama. And then Liesl, like, this is why I thought that Victor would take Liesl. Because in the episode, he goes... Um, I'm going to be taking a special guest from the nurse's ball or something like that. That was implied mm-hmm. in that episode. I noticed in the background that Lisa happened to be sitting at Nina's table. So there was no like grand entrance, no calling attention, but huh. Lisa just was just there. Also somebody who apparently never made it to the nurse's ball was Drew. It's Friday. Right. And, um, he left Michael, I believe Monday. <laughs> Once he, yeah, once he saw Carly on the red carpet, yeah. he's like, yeah, I got to get to there and um, never made it. Oh, my God. That's so true. Okay. That's so Other- true. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that uh, I noticed seating wise, mm-hmm. you know, that like one employee at the Metro Court that Carly and Nina fight over. She's like yes. blonde. Okay. So she's sitting at Nina's table at one point. Really? And then and then today she was sitting at Carly's table. Oh my god, that's so good. Yeah, so those are my my seat observations, everyone. 
I love it. That's a new yeah. segment every year for the nurses ball. Seating Seat observations. People <laughs> sit and sometimes they sit at other places. Sometimes they stand. Yeah, and I'm here to report on that. People who sit down and then sometimes sit on other seats. <laughs> and I'm here to like make sure you don't miss any of it. Hot news. Yes. Uh, okay. So, um, things that were really amazing. So we had the epiphany episode that we all watched. And then I had stumbled on an article that talked about the fact that like they gave her, like that they wanted to honor her and it was really a labor of love putting together that episode. And then they mm -hmm. mentioned that that was kind of part one of like yes. honoring her. Right. And we had also said that, that, you know, we loved and appreciated and very much needed that episode, but, um, the nurse's ball would not have been enough to honor Epiphany, but I like that yes. she got her episode and I love that it wasn't just a picture or whatever, but that like Elizabeth got up and honored her like at the beginning of the nurse's ball. Oh, it was so beautiful and so well done. I really appreciated it. So Epiphany's best friend um, had an idea to honor her <laughs> as well. Yes. So maybe this is something you remember. Okay. So um, before they had opened the doors, Carly was talking to Bobby and yes. then Bobby was like kind of talking crap about like Sunny and I was <laughs> giggling at that because Johnny was like hey like where is that coming from and I'm like well it's it's a Bobby thing I like the nod to that kind of history between Bobby and Sunny that she's always been unhappy with him and and more than that I like their scene alone when he went up to her to kind of talk about the way in which he wanted to honor Epiphany and the fact that it was a scholarship for nurses and that the first donation was in Stone's name. So the thing that I like about the animosity between Sunny and um and and Bobby is that mm -hmm. she's more than happy to just find any reason to be upset. Um she has legitimate ones. Yeah. But I like but I like that she's just ready to take it. I just find it funny because it's just a nod to like the old school drama. And I noticed that Sunny was very integral in like honoring a lot of GH history and tradition, like through his interactions with Bobby, as also through his interactions with Lucy today. Absolutely. I love that Bobby took a moment to put him in his place and just remind him that you have done bad stuff, but I will take your money and that you do have some good intentions. And I love that he just takes it because he has this longstanding respect for her. Yes, they have a history. And also, she says true things. But what I wanted <laughs> to know was. Mm -hmm. She was able to say things like, you know, uh, Stone would be happy or proud. And I guess I wondered, how much was Bobby in Stone's storyline? Did she, like, take care of him? Honestly, I have nothing for you. Okay. Because I tried, because um, we, we know, you know, that we don't do a lot of research. So I think I, I tried, I did one search uh, mm -hmm. in YouTube mm -hmm. while I was watching. And then I stopped so if anyone <laughs> else knows because it's just I mean look I'm sure everybody knows who Stone is it's just the way that Bobby said it sounded personal so I guess I kind of wondered you know what kind of interaction did she have so I liked that moment a lot Bobby's obviously been on the show for so long and I was so grateful that they took the time to honor her oh my it was so beautiful especially what Carly said because People see her a certain way she even saw herself a certain way for so long but for her to stand on stage and show that appreciation and love for her mother and say that, you know, basically she found her when she was broken and she loved her until she was fixed. I was like, I'm totally butchering the words probably. 
Um, but it was just so beautiful. And you saw the emotions in her face. And I wish they would have like panned to Nina a little bit closer to get her reaction. Like I know it's about the event. <laughs> but but there there was a reaction actually that was caught. Did you notice? I'm gonna have to look again because I felt like it was a quick I think I was so focused. It was brief. It was brief. So I'm gonna have to pause on that face and take a better so- look. So we did get a bit of a Nina reaction because, like, I mean, Bobby's, like, yes, Bobby's being honored. But for Nina sitting in the audience, this is also someone who threw a drink in her face. Right, not that right. it wasn't deserved. <laughs> not that it wasn't exactly. deserved. But it's just funny, right? And that's the point. There's all this conflict and different dynamics. But so they did pan to the audience and everybody, like, you know, um, in awe of Bobby. And, like, there is a bit of a cool look on Nina's face while clapping. That's different from everyone else's. So there was like a small <laughs> glimpse, but I mean, it was a lot though. Like the flashbacks, like I really appreciated <gasps> that. Mm-hmm. And part of me was actually starting to wish there was a few more of those. So I really like, I really liked the moments they showed because they were such pivotal moments. Like even watching the scene between her and Elizabeth, like, oh wow, mm-hmm. like, wow. And given where like, you know, Elizabeth now has become a nurse and will become head nurse and all of that stuff. Um, yeah. I, I loved having the character on it that way. I loved watching the flashbacks. There was also other flashbacks of Felicia. They showed a Felicia performance. Yes. That was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, honestly, like I would have loved if let's say they did like um like real award shows where sometimes they play you out and I think I would have loved because it was the 60th anniversary that like if they were about to go to commercial they would play us out with maybe like a quick clip of a past performance (gasps) yes that's so good yeah because I wanted a little bit more of that um okay so not only was Bobby honored she also was honored to introduce the first performance so Joss and Trina oh my gosh I love what did you think okay Love the attire. It suited them so well. The whole outfit was incredibly on trend. This song was so perfect for them. I right? <laughs> what did you think? Okay, so I was like in my head. Okay, first of all, I loved it. There is a bit of a cheese that comes with the nurse's ball, but you got to embrace it. But there mm-hmm. is something different about that performance, right? Like it was kind of like modern-ish, like one of the most modern ones. And I say this because I'm watching this and I'm flashing back to all the kinds of girl group performances we've ever had. Yes. And I think it's unique to have the duo. Yeah, it's so fun. And they're best friends. And I Exactly. Okay, was, it, was it during their performance? Because it was a song about being caught in the middle, right? Um, caught in the middle. Who did that one? Um, is it one of the lines of the song? No, no, no. The Joss and Trina oh, song okay. is one of the lines caught in the middle. Something like that. Because I'm pretty Are sure they meet me in the middle. Because they panned over to Curtis and I legit laughed. Yeah, I mean, doesn't take much, but yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So that's what I liked about their performance was that it was best friend duos. And I just do not think that we've had like a girl bestie uh, duo perform before. So that too was unique to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I also noticed this in terms of wardrobe. Mm-hmm. Sunny and Dante kind of wearing the same suit. I did not notice that. And so cute. Wait, did he remind him this week that he was a son again? 100%. That's what I was going to remind you of, like, uh, <laughs> that I was going to mention. But he's like, remember, remember, Sonny, I'm your son. And I'm like, oh, Dante. <laughs> because because we're talking about how Sonny's coming back to his old self, right? Yep. And so Dante knows what that means. <laughs> it's like, so he's trying to hold on. Right? 
Yes. Exactly. So their suits are different colors, but they had that like uh, soft material and then like the satiny like other part. <laughs> so, there's two, so, there was, so there was two materials. <laughs> there was one more on the outer edge and one more all over the body. <laughs> so what I'm hoping is that next year I'll also comment on the fashion. On okay, carpet. so so that you're gonna be like, so what fabric are you wearing on your body? <laughs> Exactly. Your body, touching all of it. I what is this outer fabric on <laughs> on your arms and your limbs? What are your limbs covered in this year? Is it the same designer as like the main material? Okay, okay, cool. So that's how fashion works. It's one whole outfit. Thank you. Okay, cool. Next, I'll be talking about seating. Okay. <laughs> Please invite us. Are you- <laughs> Um, okay, there's actually something significant about Dante and Sunny's little interaction. Okay. So Sunny is talking about like epiphany, you know what I mean? Like missing her and how much epiphany was really there for them. Yes. And then mentions Jason and Carly. Okay. Um, yes. Right? So I just felt like Sunny was just... I don't know. It was kind of like a glimpse of appreciating. I, no, it wasn't going to stop with, I don't know. Like, I don't, I was, it was the fact that in that moment, Sunny was like holding on to Jason and Carly and having a glimpse and being like, but that's not my life anymore. Okay. Because I have Nina and that's okay. Something. It is. He get, I get to console her a lot because everything and all the things are a lot for her. So that's good. I feel needed. I mean, because I don't, because I don't have any problems. I don't need anything. I'm good. No, no. I've been standing on my own two feet since Carly, since before, all the time. (laughs) (sighs) Anyways, I can't wait to see more of that stuff. Um, Also, Finn and Chase, I just want to say they were really cute. They kind of kept us, they were like giving us entertainment day one of the nurse's ball. I love Chase. He's just like, I want to get all up in your business, man. Like, I don't care anymore. I know. And he did it bravely. He walked up to his <laughs> brother did. and was like, I'm going to do this. I want to know what's going on between you and Elizabeth. And he just put his headphones back on. And I kind of wish Violet was there. I feel like Violet would be somebody who'd be great to perform. Oh, my gosh. Right. Like a Finn and Violet act. Like how stinking cute. Or even with like Elizabeth's voice. Oh, my gosh. I could totally see. It. Okay. So, okay. Two things. I would want. A, perhaps a Violet and her cousin's performance. I would also enjoy a performance with her, her dad, her uncle, and grandpa. I think that could also be a cute one. And oh if, my yeah, gosh. if her grandfather survives till the following year, Whatever. that would be cute. Yeah, <laughs> that would be cute, right? Maybe it's the reason Survives performing the job. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what Alexis thinks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so if if that could be a reason that they would all perform together is that if he was dying and he held on for a year <laughs> okay sorry I, I feel like that wasn't as uplifting as I meant it <laughs> okay so there was um what was not uplifting for me was Brooklyn uh-huh. ultimately um <laughs> so like early in the week we see like Chase walking in and they're talking about like changing the performance. Yes. And something about like, is it too late to change stuff? <laughs> and then Brooklyn's like, is it too late 
like yeah it's too late like I feel like if we read the room super well yes like how many times do you do the same dumb crap so at that point I was not for the chase in the Brooklyn and because she had been screwing up so consistently with the exact same behavior part of me was just not seeing the end of the tunnel yes right right the end of the tunnel that makes sense Got it. or the end sure. of the light no, I don't know, but I get it. I get yeah. broken expressions a lot. <laughs> broken expressions. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So then, then we see like, okay, first of all, when I first saw Link at the nurse's ball, mm-hmm. like now that I know how things ended up, it makes sense why his hair was that icky. Right? It was like yeah. extra creep. Yeah, he had predator hair, so that was <laughs> that was. Hi, sir. He goes into the barbershop. <laughs> I would have really liked to have predator hair for this event. <laughs> I just I remember being so distracted by his hair because I'm like, so that's it fixed. So, so your hair has been on your head just <laughs> normally, and then you're like, I have to get fancy, and you're just like, let me make it on my head harder, and I just didn't get it. <laughs> I didn't get it. <laughs> And, and so it's it's so funny to me because when Link went, went up to Joss, like in my head, it's like Joss knows guys. Yeah. Like Link, you know what I mean? And she was super silent. And that's when I realized she was she was a prop in Brooklyn's yes. storyline. So that's why she stayed silent the whole time. So it's like I feel so when you look back at it, it's just funny because this is not her storyline. So Joss just stands there and just watches it all unfold. <laughs> she's like they, she just needed a body there because yeah, it's it was so a prop. not Joss right because Joss would yeah. never stay quiet would never let him get that close it was so like funny to watch Brooklyn be the air quotes hero in that moment yeah and then Joss looks at her like did you did you need a hand no okay I'm done my part's my part's over so is your storyline finally gonna get going <laughs> okay because we all just wanted to be freaking over at this point right so <laughs> And then it's like she's all worried about Joss, and I'm like, Sunny is there. You know what I mean? And then it makes me wonder, like, what is it that all these people know? Because I don't know about you, but I remember, like, Brooklyn running around sounding the alarm on Link to, like, her dad, to Sunny, to just, like, all the people. Like, Valentine. Yes. Yes. So, I don't know. Like, now I'm just wondering, was she running around saying that he's he's bad contract wise like now I'm kind of wondering like what is it that all these people thought she meant and then she even tried connecting with Blaze she she stood up for her mm-hmm. she you know was saying like I'll, I'll try to stay with you at all times so we saw that she was like getting really upset right and that makes sense because she signed the NDA Yes. And she's been kind of dismissive in her own mind, justifying her actions. So now it's like she's watching Blaze. She saw Joss and this is like building inside for her. Yes. And so during Chase's performance with Blaze, he was super handsome. That's what I want to say in his suit. (laughs) And then I had a thought about him and about Eddie Main. Okay, so we were disappointed when this started because we thought we were going to get a little bit of, like, manager-artist action. Kind of like, (laughs) I guess we are, Link, in a way. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, okay. So not sounding super good right now. So that's what we thought we were going to get. We thought we were going to get some Lois and some Some Eddie Main. Yeah. And But then I realized something because, like, as the storyline progressed, 
we see that, you know, Chase really wants to be a cop. Um, mm-hmm. He doesn't want to do this. Like, he's unhappy. It's just not going to work. Um, but then I realized something. Mm-hmm. Eddie Main wasn't Eddie Main forever. He True. hung that up and went back to become Ned, went back to a corporate life. But Eddie Main would pop out for the nurse's ball at any time like he was needed, like a superhero. And I realized <laughs> that's sort of the torch that Chase carries on, is that he will likely go back to being a cop and being a detective. But he'll always be like Chase the pop star when needed, very similar to Ned. I truly love that. And I really love the song. Is that the one that Brooklyn wrote? Like, is that the whole premise of this? Let's go with it. Because if she... it is, mm-hmm. it was it was really perfect because it was basically talking about like trusting, not trusting, being together, not being together. Like that was very much the theme of all of the songs. Oh my um, gosh. What was what was Felix's line last week that I liked a lot? That I'll do lighting for the lost and found. So something like that. It was great though, right? Because it's it's they're very much trying to find their way. They may cross paths, they may not. We have no clue still, but I loved the actual well, of the song. So I think the song kind of was a bit of foreshadowing. Um, or maybe I don't remember what you said for this foreshadowing <laughs> to make sense with what you said. Um, but how that how how Chase looked at her. <laughs> I swear I'm saying things, right? You hear it. Um <laughs> That Chase looked at her with like respect and admiration because she she stood up to like Link. Like she did the freaking right thing for once. Finally, yes. He did look like that. It was he was like proud of her. And it's like that's the yes. woman I fell in love with. Like there was so much in his eyes, in that look, and hopeful for us that she can stay on the street narrow if this relationship has value for it like this was the hardest part for them this was the thing holding them back so i am so glad brooklyn had her moment and then when she started this i was like by the by this is like on live tv right (laughs) televised and so i like that blaze was like i i I don't have an nda and so she starts talking but before blaze i think uh grabs the mic this is something like not one innocent person I don't think has ever said when being accused of something is no one will corroborate a word (laughs) like that's like like she just said you forced her to sign an NDA and now you're kind of confirming that I may have made a bunch of other women sign NDAs I was like you're such a creep right oh my gosh like I know they have to make him look that way and it's supposed to be cringy and it was good it was good like I will I oh my gosh finally finally like nobody has understood this plan and none of their actions <laughs> none of not like their plan their actions all, none of it led them to this moment you get that right because the plan was <laughs> unnecessary to get them to that moment it was unnecessary to take Link down there was a reason for Chase to pretend to be a performer yeah. At all. At all. Okay? Because even the even the contract that she signed the songs over to, it was, here are all your songs back if you say nothing bad about me. That had nothing to do with Chase. That's true. Right? Okay? <laughs> and then Chase got so caught up in the moment, because he's like, finally, finally this is happening, that he thought he was a cop and was like, you're under arrest. He's like, you're not a cop. And then Dante was like, but I am. And oh, I was so like, good. yes, yes, you yes. Are. hot. <laughs> okay, let's do this, Dante. So yeah, that was really good. And the ball is over. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt right now. I'm like, so that was a lot, guys. But it turns out there's half of half of the week 
still to go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so still, yeah, still doing it. <laughs> okay, so there is a moment when that credible performance by a lovely artist, I believe her name is Danielle. Do you know what her last name is? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I know she's real and she was debuting on General Hospital. Yes, and I believe yes. you even sent me a screen cap of I her. I did. Yes, it's a Danielle. Her handle is at Danielle Ponder Music. And she was incredibly amazing. And again, her song is about love and the stars not aligning. And when yeah. they have these performances, like, you know, I love looking around at who the camera is going to pan to. Yes. What are they going to try and kind of connect the dots for us for? You know. <laughs> See, talking it's is not as easy as it looks. <laughs> <laughs> but they definitely, like, they panned to, um, you know, Trina and Spencer. They panned mm-hmm. to Sunny and Nina. Yeah. Okay, there was one shot that... <laughs> There was one shot that was confusing me because it was Olivia Ned, but Brooklyn was on the side. I think it was meant for like a Brooklyn chase moment. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Because they've got it together, Olivia and Ned, for the most part. Exactly. And then there was the Cody chase. Like Cody was sitting in front and Sasha, wait, did mm-hmm. I say chase? And then Sasha was yeah. sitting in the back. So we have like that kind of coupling. And then we have one line that said, love coming back again. And that's when they went to Dante and Sam and I got goosebumps. I'm getting goosebumps okay. again. Okay, now I'm having memories. Um, so you're right. I remember when they were panning out to all the couples, I was thinking to myself, look at all those like not official, like bubbling couples that haven't b- coupled yet. And then <laughs> I remember thinking, wow, <laughs> Sam and Dante are <laughs> And they're hot. They love each other, right? Because they've been highlighting that, that they're hot and that they're together and that they're really into each other. So there are there are a couple. And I appreciate it. I like it. <laughs> I do too. And even when they walked in on the runway, like we're going to call her Miranda Bailey. She said, yes. look at this, a living and breathing couple. Right. They're going to get married. You think? Yeah, totally. Oh my God, they have to. I like it because they're the most normal couple on the freaking show right now. Right? I yeah. love it so much. And then and when um Sam got married the first time, it was it was different. You know, she was with Jason. It was very like the off the beaten path kind of situation. Not that, you know, weddings are meant to happen a certain way, but I would love to see what a marriage would look like between, you know, Dante and Sam. What kind of celebration? That's that's true. You're right. Because they're like if I feel like they got maybe married multiple times, Jason and Sam or vows or whatever. And you're right. It was always like a little untraditional. And the whole thing about their life together is that they're in a different place in life and really crave the stability, the like family life that I think most of us relate to and we're watching it. So, um, yeah, no, I would actually really look forward to what that's going to be like. But that would be when Lulu comes back. Right. That can't happen Ooh. to her again. It can't. No, oh, it can't. no, it didn't happen to her. It happened to Drake and oh yeah yeah oh that was Drake so and Sabrina and, and Sabrina. Mm-hmm. Wait, it didn't happen to Sam when fake Jason came back. No, well was yeah, it, it did yeah. happen to her. Right? Yes, it did. So a lot of people have come back to dead during weddings. It should be there should be a warning. <laughs> like <laughs> you moved to Bar Charles, somebody might come back from the dead. Deal with it. Well, I think Sam is going to be the one to bail Cody out. They build a bond. 
they've built a bond. <laughs> build a bond. <laughs> if you're trying to find a friend, come to build a bond. <laughs> I love it. But I agree. I am so frustrated with Gladys. And Cody still was so respectful of the really gosh darn crappy stuff that's happening. Yeah, and the thing is, because uh, Dante's not there, so Sam remembers that Gladys told him that Dante was looking for him. So she already knows that da- that Gladys has been acting shady, and yes. no one finds it suspicious that like Gladys is hammering its Cody. And is anyone forgetting that Cody has an alibi? Because when she put the necklace in there. Yes, he was. We heard him actually talking to someone else because they're trying to trace her steps, and that's kind of foggy. All it takes is someone to be like, "Who saw Gladys?" You also have cameras in the hotel that never and if work. You, <laughs> and the thing is, like, if he went backstage, yeah, it's true. And when he went backstage, he was with someone at all times. And it's a bracelet, a necklace. I could honestly see how somebody could potentially steal that if it was like a really tiny necklace but it is a honking bracelet on your wrist like I can't understand yeah I'm just I can't understand why she yeah I can't I'm so frustrated with all of this and manipulating Sasha and I'm so I'm concerned but I'm hoping that this pushes Sasha in her strength journey not the other way around no me too and I'm just kind of annoyed I'm like spit it out like say like why Gladys would do this yes also I guess I wondered if this situation where he gets into legal trouble will also be the thing that makes him confide in his dad dad daddy mac (laughs) 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 it is is mac daddy Daddy. (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> okay, so I also think that the fact that Cody had a conversation with Sasha and said, you know, do you even know who purchased it? Sasha, like, I mean, she's got good gut instinct. And I feel like Instincts. she knows something. Yeah, I think that she knows that something is a little bit off. And she will. Like, and when she sees it's Miss Wu, like, she's going to start asking questions. I'd like to think so. I freaking hope so. Well, I think those dots are, are going to be there to be connected, and I hope she can connect them because Gladys <laughs> is being pretty, pretty, pretty bad right now. I don't like dots, it. Guys, also, dots, guys. Yeah, it's all about the dots and, and make, connecting them with one another to create a story. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing about when they were reminiscing sometimes, so this is when Felicia, <laughs> Mac, and I don't remember who else was there. Robert, possibly? Uh. Or someone else? Bobby? And no? Bobby. Bobby. And so the only flashback to Felicia's memory, no one else is, particularly Max and the dummy. They were like, we're not doing that. <laughs> so, so, so you remember how he they, they were considering him as a magic wand? Yes. Okay. And notice how he's not doing the dummy thing? Yes. Okay. So all I'm saying is it fits in with this new identity they're giving Mac is like the silver, the sexy silver fox. Like they're Loving making, it. yeah, they're making him into a piece of meat, like the hot guy. So they're, I don't think they're gonna make him do the dummy. Please don't make him do the dummy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree. We don't want goofy dad. We want sexy silver fox. Yes, yes. So speaking of the wands, okay. Um, I ha- we we're gonna talk about it. So I was really happy about it. I was very. I don't even have words, and, a, and yours are working. Mine are like, I uh, shirts off, yeah, but it it was so good. Like it was so good, and the fact that like Milo stuck around for that, oh, yeah, right, and so... he was like under that 
blanket that she <laughs> and all the dancing and the moves like to be honest like I don't find it cheese at all like I didn't I very much liked it a lot um I like the wording at the end I like the messaging ultimately the messaging <laughs> great content great content Good yes I love, I love the messaging um it's always super fun to watch the audience like when they pan out to them especially at this one right and so I yes. like watching the ladies kind of freak out Carly was just getting wild with it when Milo went to go see her like it was good <laughs> stuff I and then and watching like because the thing is we've watched this like for years right so now you have like a Carly and you have Joss behind her like screaming and freaking mm -hmm. out over the shirtless <laughs> because there was that whole like crossover thing. So remember when she went to, um, I think it was Sasha's bachelorette party? Or they were having <gasps> first, no, it was Car, was it Carly's? What's it was Carly's oh bachelorette party and Brando. Right. And then like, um, Brando was the stripper and they were trying to cover Joss's eyes and she was peeking. So that was like the beginning of her crossing <laughs> over into like this adulthood. And then you have like Molly there. It was just, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. It's so nice that like uh, Milo was there. Also noticed that uh, Yuri was there performing. But oh, no, well, Terry. Terry was not there. That is so true. She was not there. And I love when uh, was it Jordan? She was all trying to cover her eyes because, like, her son's there. <laughs> I know, I know. It was so good. Also, did you catch that moment backstage with Milo and Maxi? No. Okay, so they were talking to one another, mm -hmm. and then a little girl runs by. Mm -hmm. That's his daughter in real life. Oh, yeah. So cute. How sweet. She got a cameo. And um, I don't know if I said it, but like Alexis's real life daughter uh, had a cameo during Chase's performance, too. She was a guitarist. I was wondering. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Okay, that's amazing because I've seen her on social media. But like, dude, where's her performance? Like real performance. Like, why isn't that a thing? I agree. Why not? Um, okay. Also, a backstage thing. So we were talking. You mentioned how how I sent you the picture of Maxi and Carly and that artist that performed. Yes. Notice how she was a public defender and then became a singer. Yeah. Alexis should learn to stop careers by choosing to do it and not by how <laughs> not her way. <laughs> just being disbarred. <laughs> Anyways, just felt like throwing that out. <laughs> But what I thought was special about the picture that I sent you, the fact that Carly was fangirling backstage, we've talked a lot about this and I've made the comparison between the Maxi and Carly. And so to see them in that scene together and to have that picture where I sent you, where it was like Maxi, the artist and Carly, I just mm -hmm. feel like that's sort of what that is. I think, I think that's sort of that role that Maxi will like take on as the years keep going. And I can see it happen, you know, like she is the strong woman. She has yeah. been through a lot. She's dealt with so much in her time there. She has this beautiful family. Um, they showed, you know, her kids and the connection with her and Spinelli. Like it was all very cool. To oh, did you not love those reactions looked so real, like a right? real parent's reaction. Because me and Johnny were having that reaction. We were watching the kids be so super cute. And then you have <laughs> Spinelli turning to Maxie. So honestly, that was so real, so genuine. And the fact that everybody was so in awe of the little kiddos doing the magic show, it was amazing. I loved seeing them. Like, there was so much to that performance. And, but you know, rewind a little bit. 
Uh, mm-hmm. We have Nina on stage kind of announcing the whole thing. And there's right! this mo- that moment captured with Olivia and Carly in the eye roll. Like, oh, BFF's eye contact say- says volumes, right? I love the BFF moment of their friendship. It was so relatable. But it was just it just made me laugh because you talk about, like, sore thumb. So you're right. Nina intros her family, right? Her Her, like, nephew. But also, she's on stage immediately after Link was removed. And the first <laughs> thing she says is, it's been a great night, everybody. <laughs> so I'm going to, so just, just the whole thing, it just made me laugh and it was kind of cringy. And yeah, I, I, I love that uh, shared moment between Carly and Olivia and just highlighting their friendship like that. And I just think it's commendable that Nina has remained co-owner of the Metro Court and also running a magazine and they've not really truly addressed that. It's just apparently she could run those two things and be this hands-on at the hotel. Right. Maybe better in business. We don't know. But you know how we talk about like Nina learning how to human. So that's what it felt like in that moment that she couldn't waver from her line. She can't acknowledge other things that are going on. So she just stuck to the script. She did what she needed to do. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And so this is what I mean. Like Obrick's like presence was Mm -hmm. very like muted, right? Yes. She was spotted on a, like at a table you know, just very like discreet. And then she's like on the stage, not really taking up the space. It's really her grandkids just doing their thing. And then she disappears. And I'm like, so, okay. So then things started to make sense, right? Because Mm -hmm. they did all the testing. They reveal she's a match. They delay things because, you know, anything can happen at the nurse's ball. Yes. So now, now it makes sense now it makes like between that and like Brooklyn's storyline it makes sense because they were waiting for those really huge reveals through the nurse's ball okay but do we think that in this 24 hour period that this is going to get solved I mean the 24 hours is going to run over probably around two weeks but (laughs) I'm I'm hoping next week I don't know but like a few things so like Obrecht has a reputation but like specifically attached to the nurse's ball right hijacking Mm -hmm. performances Yes. So the fact that, like, how dramatically things have changed because Obrecht, Lisa Obrecht has gone missing. And honestly, it's a problem. Like, people care. Like, yes, yes, yes there is the Willow transplant 100%. You know, that, that adds to, like, the suspense of it all. But legitimately, there are so many people that will want to, to have her found. And also, it's just the, um, it's interesting in the way that, you have like Obrecht and, and Anna who have a history of being frenemies and, you know, no longer really the case, but they're both being compromised in this moment together by the same person. It's odd. Very like phase on replacement, I guess. It's true. And Victor truly creeped me out. He's all weird and creepy in the limo and just all of the the threats of who he's going to kill and, and his world domination plan and Spencer in the mix. Like it gave me honestly like a little bit of like beginning of Cyrus feeling. It is scary, I guess, because he is having a bad impact on people, you know, with the, the <laughs> shooting and the, <laughs> I, the shooting, yeah. like, as, like as much as like, I know that people are like scared of Victor, I guess for me, like, I, I also see him as like a caricature that I'm just like, okay, what's next? Like part of me is not registering the danger at all. But before we like get like honed in on like the bad stuff, can we just talk about mm-hmm. the way that um, Valentine found a mini piano? And then he even mentions that he found Michael or Morgan's little piano. Like that's kind of crazy that they got like a, a Morgan mention. 
I know. I was really surprised. It's kind of like jarring when you hear his name, right? And they're always like, is he going to come back? What's happening? But I love that they... They just don't um, forget him and they remember him. And it just felt really personal, right? Like, like yeah, acknowledging that they're at Sonny's, like, house and acknowledging the kids. It all just felt so personal. And so then he started to sing. And mm-hmm. I just thought, wow, what great acoustics in the cabin. <laughs> And then, and then more stuff started to happen. Like it began raining. They had gowns on. The furniture disappeared. And the thing is, I I just kept laughing because I, up until this point, they felt like Lucy was a bad roommate. Right. And then I was like, I'd be annoyed if I was trying to watch my show, and you guys are just moving around furniture and dancing and putting on a musical. <laughs> You're silly. I like, I don't know what you thought, but I was laughing. Like, I was very entertained by this. I'm like, this is like top notch, spectacular nurses ball shenanigans because I just found it was perfect. You know, you have Valentine doing his thing. He's used to like singing at the nurses ball. And then I have Anna twirling around and I just kept telling myself, this is Anna fighting off Victor. This is her making a plan. This is what Anna's plan looks like. I felt it was really a great representation. Oh, I 100% thought about you during that performance. <laughs> oh my gosh, I cannot tell you how much I loved it and enjoyed it. It was so freaking good. And a lot of the little banter that was happening that had me going like, wow. So like, for instance, when um, when Lucy was complaining and Valentine looks over to her, this is one of my favorites, when he's like, I'm so devastated for you. Yeah. And she gets annoyed and leaves. Like, I just love, I love his sarcasm when it comes to her. But then, like, Anna kind of confused me when she started talking about the ball. Because she wrote, being, she said, being at the ball makes me feel close to Robin. And I got confused. It's the kind right? of thing you say when someone dies. And yes. also the fact that sometimes Robin does show up to the ball. So I could see how that would make you feel closer to her when you're together. In but I, proximity. Yeah. So that was just like, okay. And also Victor, like, what's his deal? So he comes to find out that his son is alive. And now he's like, let me gather around some men to shoot my son upon finding out he's alive. <laughs> he's like, he's talking about like, I want to, I want to teach those guys a lesson. And I'm like, what lesson that you need multiple tries to kill them? Right. It was very frustrating to see him. I mean, we know he's a bad guy. He's a villain. He he doesn't know how to deal with his anger. And he's just kind of like... Is that the problem with villains, you think? <laughs> <laughs> it's misdirected anger at all the people they murder. He therapy. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so gentle. <laughs> they just can't manage their anger, guys. <laughs> but I solved crime. <laughs> they have big feelings. <laughs> Is it making you want to murder? Is it? Oh, man. But the thing is, how good can he be if Lucy can crawl out the window when they're under attack? Right? I know. Like, like, there was a portal. Like, I don't know what that was. Yeah. And Anna insisted on staying. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, you're the spies. Well, 50% of you claim to be our spies. And Lucy is supposed to be the person you're protecting. You know, Anna talks a lot about guilt she feels, but does nothing when she has the opportunity to do something different. Like right Mm -hmm. now you're in this like situation, but technically Lucy is your responsibility. You thought you got her killed once. Yes. And that made you feel really bad. But now you said some bad men are after us. Really scary. Lots of guns. 
just sneak out the window and like run out. I'm sure he'll be okay. Like, I'm just saying, like, Anna could have gone to like protect her. Like, it's not about abandoning Valentine, but kind of sticking with the mission of like not killing the woman you thought you killed and felt really bad for killing. Yes, totally. Yeah. So then more <laughs> stuff happened, right? He was like, give me the necklace. And then he's like, I made you. I, gave, I, I like gave you a reference. So you can be an right? analyst. And I was like, that's a real stretch. You put in a good word so he could become an analyst. And so now you're responsible for like his brain, right? his skills, his sexiness. Like really, <laughs> you're, you're going you're gonna to tell me that was all you? Okay. Okay. Amazing. I bet he I bet he planted the baby piano too. Right? Oh my gosh. So then he pulled a whole like uh switcheroo. He's like, I'm gonna pretend to shoot you, son. No, gotcha. Boom. I wanna hurt your feelings the way you hurt mine by pretending you were dead. <laughs> I love this reenactment. This like condensed summary is amazing. <laughs> and then she falls to Sunny's carpet and knows better. She's like, I can't stain his carpet. So even though she gets shot in the stomach, she does not bleed out on no Sunny's red car on, on his carpet. It was a white carpet. And she's like, Nope, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna die twice because Sunny will murder me for dirtying his house. I do not want to pay for the dry cleaning. Oh my gosh. And then like, it looked like she died. But in my head, I was mm-hmm. like, you can't die. This is where I live in denial when I watch the show. I'm like, oh my gosh, she said, I love you. And like, she looks like she's saying goodbye and she's closing her eyes. But I see that she's breathing. Um, <laughs> so I tell myself to keep going. And so I'm like, she'll be fine. Mm-hmm. She'll, be, she'll be like in critical condition, which I was correct about. Except yeah. for all the other critical parts. Like, I don't feel we needed know. to know that. They're like, oh yeah, she got shot. The bullet's there and it broke up into a million pieces. And it's traveling into all of her body. And so we don't know what will happen next. We'll let you know. We'll keep you posted. I didn't like it. You could have just it's... said, well, get it out. She'll be fine. <laughs> And it was one bullet and it stayed intact. And know, it's just sitting there. Scared. They want us to be very yeah. afraid. Yeah. And so there's a lot of things that were happening that were scary, but too slow for my liking. Okay. So like okay. it's bad. You know, she's in the hospital. Valentine shook. Uh, Laura's arrived and they're talking things through. Mm-hmm. And Laura starts to realize that the hospital called her. Yeah. And that's weird. And so I was like, where is this going? Is Me it because too. Anna made Laura her emergency contact instead of Valentine? I'm like, what's up with this? And so like in that moment, you see Laura realize, crap, I got a call to remove me from whatever location I was in. So she's yeah. realizing it. But then she puts that information on hold. <laughs> okay. And she's mm-hmm. like, let's hear what the doctor has to say. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, hmm, I think I know. Hold on. Valentine, did your dad say anything <laughs> about next steps? Okay. Of course so he will. <laughs> let me let me think on this for for a second. Something about an heir. Okay. Heir. Spare. Let me call. <laughs> let me make a call. Let me make a call. And so she suspects that something has happened to Esme in her own apartment. She is the mayor. She should have security. She should have resources. So when Esme doesn't answer, she's like, let me go there by my lonesome Mm -hmm. and take a while to get my key in the keyhole that I don't even need to turn. (laughs) I just open the door. So much stalled time. And I'm just saying, like, the moment she knew she should have sent people there. Exactly. 100% you read my mind. Like, it's too much. 
they have that conversation before about trust and everything and blah, blah, blah. And we know how bad Victor is. And we know Spencer's in the mix. Like, it is just very chaotic and scary right now. It's very chaotic. And it's also giving me flashbacks to Funny or Chaos backstage where Nina was like, where's Aunt Liesel? And then you have, like, Maxie and Sunny <laughs> trying to, like, figure it out. Like, Maxie yes. is giving Sunny the rundown of how the magic box works. And then he's like, because he's like, Liesel's missing. He's like, okay, well, this was this is the box. Uh, show me how it works. <laughs> I, I, I'm not into magic. <laughs> That's not why I'm asking. So, and so, and then he. Son is <laughs> learning magic on the side. That's his hobby. He just sits at home and he does like card tricks. He pulls coins out of Nina's ears. <laughs> before, or after he gets her ice cream. Oh my god. Okay. Before. Okay. So then, so, so then, Sunny asks about another trapdoor. If it, if there's no trapdoor in this box. Maybe there's a trap door in the stage. And then the hysterics, oh my gosh, what if she fell in and she needs help through the floor? And I'm like, and then they, and then she runs off. Like, I just don't find her helpful. Like, at all. I just don't no. find her helpful. Um, and everyone's just kind of walking from location to location looking for a lethal. So I'm guessing by Monday, somebody will be like, let's tell one of the many officers or just other adults right. in the room. And then there's Lucy. Lucy, right? Running in. Yes, our lovely Lucy, who I love her. She is fierce and feisty. A girl can fight. She knows how to get out of a situation. With a boa? But, oh, my gosh, I laughed. So, but she, I mean, she kicked him. She she was ready to run for that door, and then the door was locked. But when Sunny clawed yes. him, uh, what did she say to him? Oh, my God, I was laughing so hard. She's like, so, like, I'm not dead. And he's like, I yes. can see that. And yes. <laughs> and he's like, good for you. They're like honestly, the freaking lines were to die for. Like that's what I mean. I'm like, this is magic. Like you have a Lucy <laughs> Sunny scene. Like I found it was so old school. It was such a nod to like the history, right? The history was essentially amplified because they've known each other forever that they didn't really have to hesitate. Like they may not interact all the time, but they know each other so well because like you're gonna have, yep, don't worry about it. And like they just kind of go off their merry way, like all oh, this is normal because kind of it is. It's the nurse's ball. Exactly. Love it. Oh my gosh, I really, really love that moment. Um, okay, so the thing is, Sonny asked his nephew a favor. He asked Spencer, and I had mm -hmm. a little bit of hope early on, not so much now, but he asked Spencer about Victor, right? And I'm sure he's going to put two and two together. Well, yes, because he was obviously in on the whole Lucy plan and all that stuff, and he obviously yeah. knows who this guy is and who he works for. Spencer was surprisingly forthcoming when Sonny asked him about Victor initially. Yes. Anyways, and then during the ball, um, apparently they're so fancy um, that a messenger was sent mm -hmm. to, to Spencer to be like, your uncle may phone you. And I'm like, well, <laughs> if you were going to call him and he has caller ID and it's a traceable call, like you couldn't have texted him. But anyway, right? so that, that happened, but not before, like, you know, Spencer creates a little bit of drama of his own at the nurse's ball, of course, picking on none other than Dex. And Trina witnesses the tail end of a terribly awful Spencer. Oh my gosh, the timing, though, worked out really great for Dex, but honestly, the freaking chemistry between him and Jocelyn is, like, off the charts. Mm -hmm. It's so good, but Dex was, like, like, really in a good position, right? Because he didn't, yes. like, take the bait. And honestly, like, saved by the girls walking out and getting to witness Spencer being a jerk. And, like, honestly, 
like the whole claim this is for cam this is for cam it's like are you forgetting that trita also cares very much about cam like stop using him as an excuse to basically be a jerk and so I do feel bad for Trina because I'd be livid if I saw that. She keeps giving oh, yeah. you the benefit of the doubt and you're treating Dex. And it's not the first time. Kind of like a punching bag. But, oh, no. Okay, this this reminds me of something. Okay, what? You remember when uh, Carly and Jason got married and they mm-hmm. flashed back? And the way that the story was was cultivated was all those times that, like, you know, they had animosity or they were upset or that kind of a thing was ultimately like their love and denying it. Like between Jason and Carly. Mm -hmm. So I thought this already, but I think this even more. So there's a point where Joss and Spencer go at it and they fight so easily. Mm -hmm. And then I just thought to myself, they're going to get married one day. And then because she's really harsh, she's like, go back to Europe. But the thing is, I can imagine this flashback because here Spencer is mad at Dex for being with Joss. And right now, story-wise, it's under the pretext of being upset about Cam. Yes. But if years to come, history keeps building between Joss and, and Spencer just living life and going through things together. I could see this being a moment flashing back where that anger toward Dex was never really about Cam. I freaking love it. I got more goosebumps because my brain didn't go so deep. It just went like, oh my gosh, he told him to go to Europe and now he's on this boat and he's not going to come back. And you're like, well, he went to Europe because he's a jerk. Yeah. At the time, I was like, harsh, <laughs> Joss. Like, you could like be mad at him, but like, really? You're going to tell him to go back to Europe? Right? And like, not be there at all? Like, come on. When Spencer was talking to Trina and he's trying to convince her that he's, you know, he's he's trying so hard and 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 she's still calling him out, which I love. You know, Trina stands up for herself, and she's calling him out. But then he answered that phone call, and she's like, "Really? Because I can picture me, and you, like, really? You're gonna answer that phone right now?" <laughs> I know, and it's really bad because he leaves, he goes to see his uncle, and he's being like, he's being man napped on that boat. Yes, a hot bachelor napped. Yeah. But honestly, that moment where he's on the phone with Victor, and he knows it's sinister. Yes. And he's looking at Trina. Yes. Tre Nicholas in that moment. Oh, very, very much. I totally agree. We did it. We covered all the things. We talked about all the stuff. Um, I would like to give a nod to something before we go into our favorite lines and stars. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to give a nod to the moment where Molly and TJ uh, tell Jordan that they want to have a baby because she notices that they're both not drinking. And I love yeah. the solidarity because usually... It's always about the women and what they're doing and the fact that TJ and Molly are going through this journey from the very beginning together. So love that and love them. Yeah. Forever couple. Yeah. Okay. So So I will start with my one and only favorite line because I gave some away throughout is when Carly was being interviewed and she says, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. And it is the courage to continue that counts. Very deep. Right? Loved it. Okay, you. Okay, so remember I was talking about Bobby hating on the Sunny? And then, like, Carly calls her on it. It's like, look, you don't have to be mad at him on my account. And then Bobby goes, I'm mad at Sunny on my own account. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I I thought that was so cute. Also, and that line that I liked was Gladys going on about her necklace. And I think she said something about the sparkle, the luster, and then Sunny pipes in, the insurance. (laughs) And so I love that moment. 
so good. I'm going to throw an early star to the moment at the very end when Lucy comes falling through the image and everybody gives her a standing ovation. Okay, that was the best because all she hears is just Bobby <laughs> talking trash. No one realizing <laughs> that Bobby is not going to get on stage and just talk crap about a dead person <laughs> and yes. that she is ultimately honoring her. But I like it, you know, because that that is sort of a genuine a genuine acknowledgement and honoring of a person, kind of like how Brad spoke yeah. about Brit. You know, it's different. They yes. were best friends, but he didn't sugarcoat anything. He's like, that's who she is. And I loved her and acknowledged her growth. And Bobby and Lucy, while they do not have that kind of friendship, she acknowledged that who she was and who she became and that that was much appreciated. But I loved, I love the like Lucy getting riled up at the back, falling through with her clothes <laughs> on. So that's a huge accomplishment. Yes. And then when she's there and everyone is reacting and Maxie is just not happy about it. <laughs> and then, and then, like Bobby is like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, "Welcome back! You're not dead!" And tries to hug her, and then doesn't. Yes. It was so, so good, so, so good. good, so yeah. good. <laughs> big, big start of that moment. Like again, stars to like moments and all the actors and everything and all the people who put on the nurses ball. Like we 100 love it. I have to give a star to a couple of sunny moments that I really love, like the sunny moments with Bobby, the sunny moments with Lucy. Um, a star to Elizabeth. Yes. You know, that's one huge passing of the baton in the history of GH. Yes, honoring Epiphany, having her on stage. Um, stars to like the performances. Uh, you. Oh my gosh, yes, to all of the fashion, to our Miranda Bailey, who is our Nori on the stage, just being there for us and pointing out all the funnies. Um, even though Drew didn't make it a star to him just because he looks so damn handsome, like you said, a star to all the acts. I mean, honestly, a star to the nurses' ball. Exactly. A huge star to the nurses' ball. Everybody there, all of the couples, the fun moments, all the seating, all the chatting. I just loved it. I loved like every bit of it so far. And I cannot wait till next week. That cannot be the end. There has to be a little bit more to go. I know, right? So, oh my gosh, at least for this week, that's a wrap. Have a fantastic weekend, everybody. Bye. Bye.